Good morning, everyone. It is the 7th of June. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne and Pelas Chataki. The oil price responded positively to the OPEC meeting. Industrial metals were not quite so positive, although we saw strength in other areas of the commodity markets, which we'll come back to shortly. But the big number was the US non-farm payrolls and the unemployment rate for May. We had already seen a very low number for jobless claims in the week, so expectations were for a rebound and employment to be pretty high. Alex, could you talk us through the numbers? Morning, Lana. You're right, it was a big number. And I guess that's part of the difficulty in this post-pandemic world that these forecasts have been huge compared to what we, we normally have in, it, in a more normal period. So the forecast was for 675,000. The number came in at 560,000, which on the face of it doesn't look like a very good result. But if you look underlying those numbers, so things like unemployment fell more than expected, 5.8 from 6.1. And more importantly for probably money managers is that the average hourly wage was up 2% as well. So although on the face of it, the job numbers wasn't entirely positive, it's still a very large number. And the other numbers that we had come out were more positive on the growth side. We also had a few other bits of data points. So we had the factory orders, which was uh, surprisingly down 0.6%. All these things together resulted in the US dollar being off slightly on this news, a slightly flat curve and equities were up outside of financials with the expectation of a slightly weaker rebound or recovery. That's interesting. But if we go back to these employment numbers, we had comments from Mr. Bullard, one of the Federal Reserve governors, saying that jobs market is tighter than it looks. How then do these unemployment data feed into expectations around the Fed tapering its bond buying programme? I'd expect that would be a bit more obvious. So what they've reiterated on a number of occasions is they want to see sustained strength in the employment and labour market. So I don't think it'll be something that surprises the market. It'll be something which builds over time. If we look at other things that happen in the market, which might be a bit of a surprise, so clearly we've got a lot of talk about inflation and how that impacts the Fed's decision making. We've actually seen some unwinding of the inflation trade in markets recently. So the last few weeks, companies with a lower price and power, so ones which would fare worse in an inflation environment have outperformed. And we continually talk about this discussion of not talking about or talking about tapering, which now may or may not happen in June, depending on who you read or which of the governors you speak to. I mean, all in all, I think the market's obviously pricing in very, very low expectation of change, especially when you look at the rate of change for rates, which over the next 12 months is basically nothing, which it has been for a good year now. But I think everything will be very well flagged, especially in the underlying numbers that come out. But clearly, they're nervous about flagging this to the market. There's going to be any change from this current very, very loose monetary policy. Yes, the Fed is certainly walking a tightrope there. You mentioned inflationary pressures, and that brings us back to commodity prices. Prices of agricultural commodities, that is basic foodstuffs, have been rising pretty sharply in some cases, Pella. Indeed. Thank you, Lorna. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization's monthly index was up 40% year-on-year in May. This was the largest jump since 2011. The higher food price inflation is likely to hit poorer countries that rely on imports for staple goods. For richer countries, the cost of raw ingredients is only part of the overall price we all pay for products at supermarkets and restaurants. Having said this, the rise in raw material prices has been so marked that some big companies like Nestle and Coca-Cola have already said they would be looking to pass on price increases to consume. And economists have warned that the return of eating out as lockdowns are lifted around the world is likely to add to further price pressures from here. Yes, that would appear to be a clear inflationary pressure there. But it seems the bond markets are taking these rising prices very much in their stride. 
Very much so. Bonds rallied on Friday, and it was after that U.S. jobs report came in slightly worse than the market was expecting. As uh, Alex mentioned, we got a reading for 559,000 new jobs created uh, for May, and that was less than the 650,000 jobs that economists were expecting. And overall, this allayed fears that the U.S. economy was overheating and the Fed would be forced to act by removing some of the accommodation that has been in place since March 2020. All in all, this resulted in the U.S. 10-year ending the week seven basis points lower at 1.56%. Yes, that's a very calm reaction indeed. If we can stay with you then, Pella, for the week ahead, we have U.S. CPI inflation data for May to look forward to, and that's the number that surprised on the upside in April. Indeed, and the market has already adjusted its expectations upwards for this month's reading. We have the U.S. CPI data coming out on Thursday. The consensus is for a headline reading of 4.7% compared to 4.2% in April. And Alex, we have the European Central Bank's monthly meeting later in the week. That's right. No real big changes expected. Slightly more constructive tone, I would expect, given the data that's coming. Perhaps a medium-term upgrade to medium-term inflation, but the underlines remain fairly weak on the short term. So again, no changes to the expectation of what they'll do in terms of interest rates and purchases. There may be a slight slowing of purchases, but this is mainly because of seasonal lower issuance, so a purely technical number and nothing based on data. Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna.